0: Welcome to the Taney Love Church Podcast. Our desire is to gather, train, and send those who are called into the kingdom. We hope this message inspires, uplifts, and equips you to fulfill the call that God has placed in your life. Thanks again. God bless. Sit in a seat. I know the, the, co- the last uh, sermon I did about confidence, the Lord told me to stand up. So I did. Maybe I can sit this time. I don't know. Um, so last week, uh, after service, I was just talking to Elijah and Mary Grace and Ben, and um, they were just talking about uh, how Brother Keith, um, who everybody knows in here, uh waits and holds on to a sermon for like a year. And um it really struck me uh, what he did because he really was diligent to hold on to that word, uh, but to present it in excellence. And so anyway, it, it just really hit and I was like, okay, what is something that I know that the Lord has been teaching me for several, several years? And that is, which is funny that he said, I can sense grace, it's grace. And um, of my, actually like a Christian knows, and um, I don't know if you, anybody else has done personality tests, but my personality test in the flesh uh, is not an extreme personality where I don't want to go out and do absolutely everything all the time and be the leader. That is the least thought. I, like, I just don't want to do it. Micah is like the spearhead, and I'm like, let me hide in the corner. So sometimes you see me, like, during sermons. I'm all the way in the back. That's where I like to be. I'm not trying to be rebellious or unholy or anything like that. I just like to hide in the back, you know. But in, sev- in the last sev- several years, he has taught me grace because I can't do anything without the Lord. I cannot breathe without the Lord. But in this facility, I can't do a darn thing without him. Um, you know, without him, I can't speak well. I'm not very fluid, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm a woman of few words if, you know, you're sitting with me at a party unless I really like you, you know. Um, but I, I need him. And so I have a sermon that's called There is a Rest in a Yes. And I've written it down. I written it, wrote it just maybe like a couple months ago. And it's been sitting in my Evernote. And I was like, what do I know? What do I know? And what God has shown me in the last maybe six years is living a Hebrews for life where it's being in his rest. Now, I'm not perfect at this. Absolutely not. So I'm not coming to you going, I have perfected this because I, I, you know, when I'm in heaven, I'm probably going to get in trouble. And The Lord's like, you, you did so many things that were not, you know, it, it, that were in your own power. But um, his grace is sufficient for us. And that's what he has been telling me, that grace is perfected in weakness. And what does that mean? When you know that you can't do it without the Lord and you start just surrendering to his power and his anointing, life just gets easier. And uh, I have it written, he will fill in the blanks. There's so many blanks that we don't know. And we go and sometimes make decisions based on what we have done, but the have-dones don't work and uh we just kind of fall on our face and uh what he's been teaching me lately is just to be reliant on him from the beginning of the day what do you want lord because if i'm doing his will then his grace is sufficient if i'm doing becky's will there's no grace it's very difficult and there's mercy But I want to live in a land where it's real good, where persecutions come, and, you know, Christians are rough to you, yes, and the world is rough to you, yes, but for some reason, it's smooth sailing. So, yes, uh, Hebrews 4 rest is tied in listening and being obedient. Now, I'm a very stubborn human being without listening to the Lord. Stubborn. Um, luckily, not luckily, blessedly, blessedly, the Lord knows me, but I also love the Lord. And because I love the Lord, I know he's faithful, I know he's good, and I know that he has my best interest in mind. And so it's easy to obey a God like that, a father that truly loves his kids. Um, So Hebrews 4.11 says, and I have NLT, and I know that um, Elijah said we don't have that version because we have to pay for it, but I will just read it to you. Um, and if you guys need it on the screen, just scream at me, but it'll be like New King James version. It won't be like what I'm reading, so. Um, Hebrews 4:11 in L- NLT says, "Let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall." You ever just had like a really rough week? Really, really rough. And you don't understand why. And by the end of the week, you realize you weren't listening to God at all. And it's really, really tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've done that a whole lot uh, because I said, like I said, stubborn. But God is faithful. And so if I was to take a step back and start kind of like a Groundhog Day situation where you relive your life for the week how amazing that week would be in his presence because his presence is fullness of joy as well and so imagine your week in joy and peace and all of his goodness invited in this situation that you're about to be in it exists it really exists some of the people that have had hard lives and said you know God's good one day and don't want one, I'll just fall on my face and, you know, it's just not great. I can tell you, <laughs> I can tell you that God's good all the time, all the time. And at the end of the day, when I go and lay down on my pillow, it's good. And He's faithful. And I sleep well. And I don't have to be in anxiety or fear because I know He's got the, the next day planned in perfection. Not me. He does. This is a, obedience is everything. We will have grace, and it will be sufficient in his will. When we walk in his way, we have his grace. Listen to the Father. Follow his face and presence. To be in his will is to have continual grace. Be diligent to ask him daily what he wants from you. You have the access to know his plan and direction. Did you guys know that? That you have access to know exactly what God wants for you? Do you know it's not biblical that um, things are just going to happen as they happen? That's not biblical. We're supposed to know. And if we know because the Holy Spirit was given to us to live in us, and give us full direction. Yeah, that's good. Because of Jesus, because of his sacrifice, because of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us now, we can do anything through Christ Jesus. Literally anything. So why do we have access? Jesus is grace. And grace is a person. Jesus is that person. The Bible says, John 1, 14 and 16, because I skipped it because John the Baptist is talking in the middle of that here. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, full of grace and truth. And of his fullness, we have received and grace for grace. Well, that seems like an abundance of grace. Grace for grace, is it never ending? Yes, if you're being obedient to his call, there's a fullness. And of his fullness we have received. That means we have everything. Everything. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Imagine just living without Jesus. Or living, you know, back in the Old Testament days without grace. That's tough. And I was, who was I talking to this morning about how the Israelites, I think it's you, the Israelites had a lot of darn mercy because they were making dumb decisions all the time. But God's mercy kept them and he would prophesy future and he would prophesy hope and promise but they didn't have Jesus they had his presence in a tent but we have his presence in us and we have Jesus Grace is given as a gift of salvation, and in needed, and needed in the call of God when you need help. Grace makes difficult, or impossible things, I would say, work. So anything's impossible, anything's possible with God. How is that? Oh, God's God, He's incredible. But we have been renewed. We are sitting in heavenly places with his grace. The impossible things are just down there. Anything's possible with God. Anything. I said, uh, I heard this in a a sermon last night, actually, and it was like, don't be independent of the source. (laughs) That was good. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't be independent of the source. I look at myself, hey, dummy, don't be independent of the source. You can't do anything of yourself. Couldn't even brush your teeth this morning without God. Faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yeah. So Romans 5, 1 through 5, which is New King James Version. So we're good. <clears throat> Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in Him, or and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, now this is insane here. But we also glory in tribulations. Oh, what? Glory. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Why would we glory in tribulations? Why would we get hope out of all of that? Well, because he's faithful, and because the grace of God lifts us so we're able to come through all of that. Because all, we could not function in tribulations by ourselves. We would fall. We would not function in a job <laughs> that is impossible without God. We would go home like sad, sad people, Uh, disappointed in ourselves, and just broken. I've had the worst jobs one could ever have because the Lord has told me to do them. And uh, first job was, I, I can remember, not like being young, young, but like in the last maybe nine years that we've been in some sort of ministry situation, he's put me in jobs where... A manager manages by fear. So what do I have to learn in that lesson? Well, God is not a God of fear. His perfect love cast out fear. Uh, God isn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So how am I able to separate his fear from my life, grace? Because he gives me grace to do anything. The next job, I want to talk about. CEO has some sort of demons, probably 170. I don't know. Not willing to listen to the voice of the Lord. How do you work in a dictatorship? Well, grace, and in the end, you look like a blessing to this person. How do you submit to somebody in authority that is not nice to you? It's the grace of God. Because, you know, I go home, right? Without God, I can't do anything. Beating myself up, going, I can't handle this. He shouldn't treat me like this. You know, he, he needs to be, like, put in a fire, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego without Jesus. <laughs> you know? <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? Well, it's his grace. And you know what his grace is abundant in? Well, Jesus is love. They see the best of people. And these people are without God. Because God is love. So if you could be love to them in even a seed which is rough when you get into seasons that you're only bringing a seed and you don't see the seed produce. And these people are still jerks when you leave. But your seed is changing something in them. Mm-hmm. There is hope in grace. It's so funny to just keep saying grace when her name is Grace. It's just really weird. <laughs> there is hope in grace. Our rest in him and obedience to do what he says to do. Initiate more grace. Remember that grace to grace? Imagine yourself in a difficult job. There we go. One in a job you chose and another in a job God chose for you. To, like I, I know that the jobs, the hard jobs, God has told me to do them because I don't want to push myse- myself in a job I do not want to do, you know, um, without God, literally, like, I would just be just hiding in my house, taking care of my children, for real, but that's not how it works, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so when you, he uh, said, one with favor, one job you have favor, and one without favor, when you are not obedient you grab a job out of fear or hunger for more more money, you will run into so much opposition that will have no fruit. There's no hope in that opposition because God didn't say to do it, so there's not going to be grace. And then that's how people get confused. God, why did you not help me Why was this so, so hard? They blame him for their decision that was made out of fear or greed. And I tell you, the fruit that comes out of that is not good. And then you get separated from God because you did it. And you blame him. And then you blame his people. How come they're getting blessed? Because you're not listening, dummy. (laughs) I don't like to say that, but it's true. I'm talking to myself. How many times? I mean, my life from age 13 to 23 was a graceless, mercy-filled life. And my life at the end of that, I needed Jesus so bad. I needed grace because I was on my face so severely depressed, so broken. So I know what it's like to be surrounded with people and parties and so empty, so empty. How can you be surrounded by people and be so empty? Well, because his grace is not sufficient. So I encourage you, one simple obedience, one simple word from, the God, from God, do it. You're going to see things go, oh, wow, that worked. Why did that, why did that work? At 23, I had a prophetic word over me, and I was living in Pittsburgh. And I was very, very broken. And uh, the prophetic word said, I see you as a tree, and your roots are in Pittsburgh. That's where I was, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And they're drying up and they're dying. And if you don't get out, you will not have hope. And I felt sick, that was a word of the Lord and I knew I was to run. And I had finished college, um, I was living with my ex-boyfriend's mom, weird situation, she was really nice, really, really loving lady. Um, don't want to talk any further about that because she <laughs> might be listening. Um, but it was, and, and, and I was severely independent. I told you I was stubborn. I could do anything by myself. Nobody tells me what to do. My parents are in Branson going to some weird faith church. I'll go to my church over here. You know, it's like a seeker-friendly kind of situation. I'm like, I like it. I've got worship, three songs, boom, and um You know, the sermon's like 30 minutes. I can get out, and I can go party, and I can do what I want to do. You know, like I can be holy just for the week. But anyway, I knew the word of the Lord. I knew what he had told me to do. And I knew that my little butt had to pack up all my stuff in my 2000, no, sorry, 1999 Saturn car do not get one. Um, it lasted, though. <laughs> His grace is sufficient, right? Yeah, So I uh, got everything in there. And I remember my first step of grace. and I was in Columbus, Ohio, which is three hours away from Pittsburgh, and I felt something drop in my spirit. I was spirit-filled because I needed Jesus really bad because I was an idiot. So anytime I need Jesus, you know, I got him. You know, it was that kind of relationship. But something dropped, and I felt peace. And I was like, what is this? I don't only remember this kind of peace when I was a kid, when I was sitting at my mom and dad's house and just sitting on the couch. And they were ministering to the Lord, And his presence was just so deep. And that's what it felt like in the car. And everything fell in line. Just I made a simple step in obedience, got to my parents' house, and I stopped serial dating, which is always a really good thing to do when you're really messed up. Don't date. Just wait. It rhymes, Um, but the Lord told me in that season to stay close to me, and I would close my door. I was living with my parents again, but there was grace for it, and it was really, really great, just to be submissive and just be in his anointing. I would close the door and I would listen to every sermon that I could get my hands on. You know, Brother Keith and Kenneth Copeland and all of these different uh, people that are faith-based that gave a lot of good news. And I just started falling in love with the Lord. And things were smoother and smoother. And somehow this dude just walks in at Faith Life Church and he gave me a hug and I was like, who are you? And I was like, I think I like you. And then we were married within eight months. He was it. We didn't date. God just told me to marry him. He was it. That's his grace. We have a uh, wedding. God pays for all of it. That's his grace. This ring I'm wearing, like the engagement ring, I, he didn't buy it. Some random lady walked into Panera, gave him a ring and said, I think this is for Becky, exactly my size. That's his grace. His grace is sufficient. And my life, give or take, you know, a couple after I had my babies and me being a brat, has been smooth sailing, hard in seasons, but I knew God was bringing me through. I could sense his presence. Yeah. Now, the Lord told me a hard word. So nobody get offended. Nobody. Please. You're not, if, it's, uh, if you're being offended, it's your fault. I'm just pre-warning you. No. <laughs> sorry. 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 Eh? Um, now we're going to talk about the Israelites. And the Lord told me, the Israelites were my people. I pulled them out of captivity, but they did not look at me and follow my lead. Christians that do not listen are like Israelites. They will not enter my rest. They look to my face or presence, but they wander and get destroyed. I kept them and fed them in the wilderness. I chased them with my love. My presence was around them. They sought their own comfort, their old mindsets, which only led them to fear and torment. We have a lot of Christians that are not obeying the voice of the Lord. They are all over the place, and those are the, those are the people that are bad examples. Ones that people come around and go, I don't want to be a Christian because I ran into this guy. Honey, you're not a Christ follower if you're not following what he says. I know that that's a hard word. Nobody in here, I'm not yelling at anybody in here. You know I love all of you and you know that I know That you're following the Lord because we know all of you. But that's what we're dealing with here. Us as believers, people that actually follow the voice of the Lord, have to do damage control. And bring grace back to situations. Yeah. All right. Change of thought a little bit. Uh, Romans 4, 3 through 4. You're quick. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Did Abraham listen to the voice of the Lord? Did he do what God called him to do? Was he blessed? Was he honored? Yes. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Now, let's get into our work mindsets, our Christianese. I got to do this, 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 this for the Lord. And then you're so tired... You don't want to do anything for the Lord again. If you are not being obedient in rest, you will be exhausted. And I bet you at the end of your life, you're going to be like, I want to retire. This isn't worth it. I'm so tired. You tired is not a fruit of the spirit. Man, like, to be under the shelter of the Almighty. Have you ever read Psalms 23, where you're just a nice little sheepy, laying in the grass, resting in the presence of the Almighty God? That's grace. And that is what he has called us to be, is under and in him. You will wear yourself out in the do's and the don'ts. You find rest in obedience, and you obey by being in love with Jesus. You cannot help but to do his will, because you just love him, because you know his nature, because he loves you, how you are. And then he makes you as insignificant as you think that you are. So beautiful. And you're like, wow, I really like myself. Why? Because his grace is sufficient. And he fills in the gaps of your life. An easy way to stop hearing is to be so invested in the do's and the don'ts or law without being in love with Jesus. I can't hear him. Honey, you've been scrubbing a toilet for the last... I'm talk, not talking to myself. I have an anointing for toilets. I will figure out everyone's toilet. Everyone. But I, I'm just tired and this is annoying and... Well, did God tell you to continue? Now, I'm not talking about not being submitted. Because there's a grace in submission. I still love scrubbing our toilets because it's his grace that got me here. And there is so much joy, it's so weird, in scrubbing a toilet when it's God's house. It's my favorite, literally. And I encourage everyone to scrub a toilet in a church and see if it's your grace too. No. No. <laughs> Um, 1 John 5, 3 through 4, in the Holman translation, so I don't think you're going to have it, um, Elijah, but it says, For this is what love for God is to keep his commands. Now, his commands are not a burden, because whatever has been born of God conquers the world. Did you see that? It's not a burden, it's good. To be obedient to his call is not a burden. It's really good. And it says, whoever has been born of God conquers the world. So the hardest job that you can possibly have, the, the, the biggest project you don't think is possible, he lines up for you. And then you get it. And you're like, how but for the grace of God did I do this? I've been in those situations so many times in the job that was the dictator situation. They put me in logistics and uh, um, accounts receivable. Logistics had so much Excel formulas that it took me three weeks, I mean, to figure out Excel, like the basics, right? I don't know how I did that job. I, th- I look back now, and I know his grace was literally all over it, because I cannot replicate what I did. It was insane. Um, it's a, it was impressive. And I can't take credit for it, because it was so crazy. And I was like, wow, I'm like a machine, I'm like a machine. And I, I can't replicate it, I cannot remember. Half is talking about this is the next thing, should I skip that one? This is talking about... This is the next thing, should I skip that one? Thing. Should I skip that one? Okay, alright. So if uh, you guys are waiting on an answer and you haven't heard from uh, God for a while about this situation, um, Don't move. Chill. Wait. Listen until he gives you the answer. Or go back and do the last thing he told you to do. Because he will not give you another direction until you do the first thing. The Bible says grace reigns through righteousness. To obey God leads to righteous living. Because he's pure and holy. You will only get yourself in a puddle of flesh if you do your own thing. Because I tell you, you burn out. You're not doing what God has called you to do. And you're not accepting relief from God and his grace is not in it. That's when a lot of Christians that I know go to alcohol, go to drugs. I know a lot of Christians that smoke so much weed because they want peace. I thought God was peace. I thought the presence of God is peace. But it's really normal. Really normal. But I tell you, if you missed it, go back. Listen to him. You don't need, just take it from me, because I drink zevias and water, okay? You don't need a substance to give you peace. You don't need anything to give you peace except for the Lord. When I feel broken, I just talk to my father. And you know what I say, Lord? Because I'm living in his righteousness. You are peace. You are joy. You are forgiving. You are merciful. You are kind. And when you rely on him to be all of those sources, all of a sudden those sources are popping in you can feel so I've got like a number one number two number three number four if you guys want that if not just listen to it number one seek first the kingdom and all will be added seek first is this mood music that's good (laughs) <laughs> uh, number two be obedient and favor will be lined up Is This a favor surrounded us surrounds us as a shield um, I love that scripture and I've been confessing that over myself because I live a favor life if I'm in grace I'm in his favor and things just show up I mean Jesse doesn't things just show up how does that happen favor it's the grace of God that lines everything up in your life. Number three, be a son that, or daughter that knows their father. W- beloved, we need to know him. Know him. How is? are you able to be obedient to the call of God without knowing him? Being silent. And hearing his beautiful words, opening up the Word of God, and getting to know your Father. Choose to live to please God and live to give Him pleasure. Your life will line up. Am I a pleasure to you, Lord? Is my life how you see fit? Give me wisdom. don't have to go here but 2nd Corinthians 3 16 to 18 is really good but it says the first the first sentence therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed we are the seed and I'm I'm closing here but I uh was reading Jeremiah um on the way to um the airport on Thursday. And um, please read Jeremiah 31. Read it over and over and over. It'll touch your heart because this is who we, who we are. Uh, Jeremiah 31, uh, chapter 10 to 14 says, He will watch over him as a shepherd guards his flock. This is our father. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob, and redeemed him from the power of one stronger than he. They will come and shout for joy on the on the heights of Zion. They will be radiant with joy. That's a grace life. Because of the Lord's goodness, because of the grain, the new wine, the fresh oil, and because of the young of the flocks and herds. Now I want you to speak this over yourself, guys. Their life will be an irrigated garden. And they will no, no longer grow weak from hunger. Those who thirst for righteousness will be filled. Hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. Then the young woman will, will rejoice with dancing. While young and old men rejoice together, I will turn their mourning into joy. Give them consolation and bring happiness out of grief I will refresh the priests with an abundance, and my people will be satisfied with my goodness. We will be satisfied. And 31 says, look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. Now, this is for us, guys. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. This one will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant they broke even though I had married them. Mm. Instead, this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will put my teaching within them, and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will one teach his neighbor or his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me. Hmm. From the least to the greatest of them. For I will forgive their wrongdoing and never again remember their sin. I love that. He knows us. We know him. I can sense his presence with that and how he deeply wants to know us. He wants us to live in his plan because it's good. Because when you go and you, you have your final breath at the end, you can hold on to Jesus and you'll know him and he'll know you And you can grab them and say, Lord, your grace was sufficient for me. Your grace was sufficient for me. Because I couldn't do nothing without you. And we have hurt people in this world that need the grace of God. They need the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Thank you for your faithfulness Lord thank you for the word that you've given me today thank you for your grace is sufficient help us as people live a grace life let our rest be in a yes to you because you are faithful and because you are kind and because we fear you because you are powerful And you make things work when no other man can make things work. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people in obedience. If that's you this morning and you feel like you have not been on the right road of obedience, That something's off and you can tell. Just tell the Lord right now, it's me. Tell me what to do, Lord. Take me back to the beginning. And if I have forgotten your word, remind me. Let my steps be ordered by you. Because you know what's best for me. I surrender to your beautiful will. Your will that is surrounded by angels. Your will that is surrounded by peace. That is surrounded by your glory and your love for me. Help me get back into the sheepfold. Help me to be in a place of protection. And help my words be grace-filled to others that I can lead them to where you want them to go. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tanny Love Church podcast. For more information about us, visit us online at www.tannylovechurch.com. And you can also check us out on social media on Instagram and Facebook.